0: Red ten standing by. Red seven standing by. Red three standing by. Red six standing by. Red nine standing by. You're listening to the Ion
1: Cannon podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. Laser clackers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, William. Today, we're also joined by one of my other good friends from high school, actually, uh, Brian Handy. Brian, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Stephen.
1: It is very weird having you here, since... <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, William, for your... I don't know if I've ever told you this. So, I met Brian in Star Wars Club freshman year of high school. Really? Oh, yeah. And I was really creeped out because he was a little too into Star Wars and kept telling me things about Episode Five that I was like, o- "Okay." <laughs> yeah.
0: And yeah. now, who's on yeah. the Star Wars like, podcast? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you know, it all evens out. But <laughs> the important thing is that we're here to give our spoiler-free review of Episode Eight, The Last Jedi.
0: <clears throat> woo!
1: Which is a very surreal sentence to be saying.
0: Can you believe we're now? On the we we've now seen the second episode of the trilogy. We're now two thirds of the way through. I I'm so excited. I, I, I can't wait to talk about this.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for the next trilogy. After like, uh, I'm just oh. it's yeah. this was you know the how how did Disney feel about uh, Ryan Johnson's work on this one, and now we've seen it, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but. That's that's where my head's at in most of this. That is absolutely so. I take it you're true. excited about well, the new trilogy. Then you think it's in I, good hands. I'm trying to figure out how much to say or not say about that, but <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a yes. Well,
1: okay. I'm going to take it back a little bit to episode five. But in the words of Yoda, focus on the here and the now. There's a whole (laughs) nother trilogy out there in the future. Today, we're just talking about The Last Jedi.
0: We're only on episode two of the first trilogy. Come on.
1: 2025,
2: you guys. It's so close.
1: It it does feel that way sometimes. Now, before we get into the nitty gritty, uh, obviously, we've all seen The Last Jedi. At least I hope so. Otherwise, this is going to be a very short spoiler free review. Uh, but I figured we could talk. That's how it's
0: spoiler-free, right? Yes. We're just pretending we've seen it. Nobody's actually <laughs> seen it. Here
1: are my spoilers. Um, there are some stars involved. Um, there may be maybe a war. Some light, Maybe some lightsabers. I'm not going to make any commitments there. But, uh, you know. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. Uh, <laughs> uh, very briefly, kind of talk about wh- how we got to see the film and things like that. So, William, you and I were lucky enough to attend one of the press screenings on Monday, uh, which was...
0: Yesterday, as you're listening to this, as this is going live. Uh, yeah. yeah, and we want to thank Lucasfilm for the invite. That was very kind of them. And uh, unfortunately, Tom was not able to make it. Uh, and we, we felt really bad. Um, but just, you know, scheduling and, and everything. Um, but uh, but, you know, that, that's why he's not here. But he'll be here this weekend. We're going to do our full spoiler review. Once you've seen the episode, we don't want to spoil you right now. So we're just going to be talking about. You know, images, really. Feelings.
1: This is a safe place.
0: It is a safe place. So it, <laughs> you, we'll talk about our overall impressions, some themes. But we're not going to go into any specific details about the plot, aside from what's been shown in the trailers. Um, so just just so you're you're aware, we do not want to spoil this. This is not a film you want spoiled.
1: And I, actually, I'll add on that when we discuss themes, these are themes that either Ryan Johnson has talked about or that have come through in the trailers. We won't talk about anything yes. that was not... Obvious from all of those types of things. Exactly. Uh, but actually, going back to you know the kind of pre-release screenings, William, yours, our story is fairly boring. But Brian, you had a little bit more. <laughs> uh... I had
2: a, I had something slightly different than you guys did.
1: So you, you don't have the advantage of you know doing a Star Wars podcast on a weekly basis. So no. how did you how did you manage it?
2: So um, I've lived in Los Angeles for about nine years now, and uh, I'd never. I'd never been to a movie premiere, but uh, currently I'm in grad school at USC in the Cinematic Arts School. Um, I don't. I. It wasn't. It wasn't because of Ryan Johnson. That's that's my starting point on all this. He is an <laughs> alum of the school oh, that's cool. from Cinematic Arts. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and like, there's there's some rumblings of like, I mean, he likes the school still, <laughs> but it was not that. Um, but uh, there was another connection that I had through the cinema school, kind of, um, and it was just an opportunity where I said, "I, I've been here for nine years. In high school, I was at Star Wars Club every Tuesday all four years. Right. There's, I can't turn down this opportunity. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna, I'm not sure how I, uh, grad student in video game design is gonna really blend in." with this crowd of Hollywood celebrities, but I'd I'd love to see what the side of the industry looks like. So I, I went to the premiere. Yeah, this was the red uh, carpet world premiere that happened on wow. Saturday. That um, is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So how so, was it?
0: You, you know, you gotta to oh t- tell us what was it like being on the red carpet?
2: So first? I think I think my favorite part of the whole evening, just to get out of the way first, was like I've been phrasing it to people as like, this was the biggest work party I've ever seen in my life. Like the grandest launch (laughs) celebration. And it was really cool. Like seeing the cast and crew, like getting together and just having a good time as people who'd worked really hard on this thing. And they were just so proud and excited to share it with the world. Finally. Like I'm so happy for those guys. Um, But you guys were talking about like, you know, have this be, you know, totally spoiler free podcast, something cool about the world premiere was hearing Ryan Johnson turn to the crowd and say please please don't spoil this for anybody we really want everybody to just experience it the way we intended like you guys are going to tonight and uh, like i've heard i've heard that talk before not from somebody at his level but i've been on projects before where you know something is not yet announced and we're excited for it and we just want we want it to come out the way that everybody on the team is working so hard for um, and it was really cool just getting to see that at a different scale than anything I had seen before. So I think that was the biggest highlight for me. Um, but yeah, it was it was absolutely crazy. Um, and, and as a reference point for this, I was at Disney as an employee in consumer products before it merged with interactive for a year and a quarter or so. Um, Disney Disney likes to throw parties for its employees. like they're very they're very Disney friendly parties they're definitely like drinks and uh food and photo booths it was surreal seeing disney throwing a disney party for a franchise this big because you could tell in a lot of ways (laughs) oh that's still disney that's them like that's their party crew but they got a really big job this time (laughs) this is this is big um but yeah that's that's most of what it was like it was just you know it's it's a big company that knows how to accomplish a lot of things, and they just had their focus on that. That was their goal, was to present Star Wars to the world and have a cast and crew party to celebrate that. And it was really cool. So so how do you top awesome. when, episode, uh, yeah, when Episode 9 comes out? How do you top I, the... Well, yeah, I have I, to be in Star Wars. That's... Okay. that's I that am... I am the Star War. That is... (laughs) (laughs) That's the grand unveil. Spoilers. I'm star war. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I think I can escalate it further at this point. That is, <laughs> that is right. really cool.
0: And that, a, on the red carpet, they had like a, a giant life size ATM six, didn't they?
2: Yeah. Oh, that thing was huge. Um, no, the, the props guys that were out there. Um, I talked a little bit to just one of the guys that was running. You guys saw the lasers that were firing in the background of the red mm-hmm. carpet section, mm-hmm. just as the night was dying down. It was just like, yeah, just, you know, uh, what we were just talking about, like theatrics and how to do stuff like that, because I've always taken an interest in imagineering and things like that. Um, but boy, you know, uh, I'm not sure if it was a test for what um, Star Wars land is going to look like at Disneyland, but in uh, Disney World, but it sure was cool seeing what that felt like to be walking around underneath it and that sense of scale. And just, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And so, so you 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 get there, you walk the red carpet, right? You talk with some people. We saw you on the the live stream, right? You you were on the live stream briefly. A
2: little bit of that, yeah. Um, uh, lingered a little on the red carpet, um, more than I should have probably, but uh, got to see myself.
0: Magazines and the photographers. (laughs) I wish
2: no, we there definitely was a door for the cast and crew and a door for all the guests, but the guests were anybody that didn't work directly on the movie, so that was plenty of celebrities also it was okay. pretty exciting seeing all of it um and there was book like the red carpet you saw on the live stream was kind of split into three parts so you saw cast and crew walking down the middle press off on one side and the rest of us celebrities included on the other side um yeah mm. so i walked past a good number of famous faces that you probably I don't know if you entirely saw them in there. But uh, and so I'm not I'm not highlighting anybody in particular on here just because I'm not sure how much they wanted it to be known that they were there or not. And I respect that. But there were some people that definitely did not work on that film that I walked by. Um, And, you know, a bunch of the Disney higher ups, too. It was kind of cool seeing my old boss's 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 boss. Walking by, um,
1: I always love seeing my boss's 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 boss exactly. walk by. It, it's always a highlight. I
2: think I even saw my boss's boss's boss walk by, and that was pretty cool because he's a nice guy. <laughs> they're all—I mean—they're all super kind inside yeah. the company. It's—it's um, yeah. it's impressive that they're able to keep kind of an open space of like, yeah. I won't go into detail on that though, but it was cool just seeing that and that, you know, it's—it's it's a work party but it's kind of (laughs) big.
0: Well, and then, then afterward they had the, the after party, right? Which I, I I believe I saw they had some like, um, uh, some of the crystals from, from, from crate. Is that, is that true?
2: Um, I'm not sure that I saw those at the after party. There was a little bit on the end of the red carpet used as props, um, to hold some like high end fashion that was being auctioned off, um, for charity that um, okay. was designed specifically for the films, so that was really cool. Um, but then uh, afterwards, it was all... Um, since there is a sequence that some of the previews showed, a um, uh, casino area yep. in the universe. Yep. Yep. Can't it, uh, yeah, uh, that was the theme for the after party. And so they had uh-huh. uh, Blackjack and... A uh, couple other things. I, I think I only played
1: Blackjack. No, no, no. It was not Blackjack. It was Star Wars Blackjack. Sorry,
0: it's sorry. Very,
2: it's very different. So you're saying
0: they weren't playing Pazok, right?
2: I was going to say, there, <laughs> I, I thank goodness I have friends who have handed me Star Wars card games before. Because now I can know that All Blackjack right. is officially not probably in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I don't know. New canon. New canon. <laughs> it's, it's possible. You never know. I'm, I'm not going to spoil the scene where they play Blackjack in the new movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, for those of you, Canto Byte just came out. For those of you who have read it, and if you haven't, we're not going to spoil it, but there's definitely Bite. a lot of games in, uh, in, in Canto Byte, including Pazak and some some new ones as well. Um, so uh, it's, you know, it's it's not unheard of. Um, there's Zin, Zinbittle, Sabak, Pazak, so um yes I, I love all sure those you guys would be playing those or or something else that would have been awesome if you guys were playing Pazok just nope nobody there would probably understand how to play it <laughs> No one there, <laughs> but it would have been, yeah. been really cool yeah <laughs> uh, maybe
2: they have I, like the
0: one Pazok table where everyone's like what is this except for the big fans
2: well we but. went through a good number of security layers to get inside like this is the most secure movie viewing I've ever seen um that I can say with confidence <laughs> um but I don't know if I was trying to sneak in card games, if they would have confiscated them or not. <laughs> probably not. I don't think they were looking for copyright infringement when I emptied my pockets, but you never know. It's possible. No, <laughs>
0: that's, well,
1: what do you think? That's, we, that's so cool. Should we get into the, the meat of the
0: episode?
1: Yes. I, I mean, our episode, right? not the meat of the actual episode, because <laughs> those are probably spoilers. But you know what I mean. Yes.
2: Anyway, yeah.
0: Han comes back, <laughs> as a force ghost, and
2: plays Pazok. <laughs> that I can't It was a ride. really good scene. It was a, I, uh, I mean, he kept winning. It went on way too long, though. 45 minutes is a little Well, excessive. yeah, but that,
1: when Charger comes in as the bouncer, I was just blown away. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, you oh, man. guys, are, we should, this isn't going to lose followers. We not joke about things like no, that. no, no, no.
0: Okay, Ogre, are you kidding? <laughs> I am a huge Jar Jar fan. <laughs> Just wait for the scene where Jar Jar comes in and goes, Hello, my Back. It's great. It's great.
2: Since Harrison so. Ford is out of the contract, then, like, Ewoks were on the table for this one again, right? <laughs> exactly. Part of the contract? <laughs> anyway. I, I had heard. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh,
0: well, okay. So, you know, di- diving into the... As much as we can talk about the, the movie, right? I guess let's let's set the stage. The Force Awakens, you know, 2015, 2 years ago, huge huge movie, right? One of the biggest of all time, biggest domestic at least. Um and uh, and that ended on a cliffhanger, right? Ray is standing there holding her lightsaber out at Luke and now we get to find out what happens. We actually get to hear Luke's first words and a lot of Luke in this movie.
1: It's something I had I don't
0: that's not a spoiler There's, you Luke know, is the, in the movie. Luke is a
1: I think that's I think that's <laughs> it
0: yeah. On the awards circuit, he is currently up for best actor. So, you know, he's he's in the movie a it, lot. <laughs> it's actually really interesting.
1: I I had never really thought about it, but this is the first time Star Wars has ever picked up immediately after the previous movie. The closest yeah. I think we had before this was uh Episode 6, which takes place like a year after Episode 5. And that is,
0: mm-hmm. they're always one to three years after the the previous movie. And
1: I, I think that it actually works really well to just the story kind of picks up right where it left off. And but it, it, yeah, there's a
0: lot of momentum. I think in in this movie, uh, and th- this is not a spoiler. I mean, uh, you know, Ryan Johnson has said this uh, in many of the interviews. Right? There's not a lot of like things are going. And they definitely take downtime, but there's also just a lot of, you know, the, the, they don't have time to kind of sit around, really. Um, and they 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 have to keep going and 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 um yeah. and, and moving, um, and, and it, it it lends a lot of momentum to the story.
2: Do you feel like and that I think was you like... wouldn't have had that? Sorry. Oh, do you, I was going to say, do you feel like that's building off of lessons learned from Rogue One or anything like that, or design choices based on that? I'm not really sure what the sequence was on those coming out in relation to each other or production.
0: I, I think this one was already this one was already in development when Rogue One came out and already being written. So I think it's just purely a matter of as, as Stephen was saying, the timing, right? The fact that they're set up right against each other, um, and there's so many things like you know, at the end of The Force Awakens, the Resistance. Uh, the New Republic has been decimated, right? I I think the biggest complaint we had with the Force Awakens, um, or at least I did, was that they didn't really delve into the the state of the galaxy and the politics as much. And um, you know, I I wouldn't. I, the Last Jedi is a much more personal film, so I wouldn't say it dives. Still spends a bunch of time on that, but um,
1: I I think the thing that really stood out to me is that. You know, when we watch The Force Awakens, we're introduced to three new characters, Poe, Finn, and Rey, um, as well as a number of other important kind of new ones as well. And in a lot of ways, they're really still kind of finding their footing in The Force Awakens. And in the cases of like, especially Poe, I'd Mm -hmm. say, you know, the original draft for The Force Awakens wrote, you know, he died about a third of the way through the movie and then doesn't show up at all. And they decide they like the character so much that they kind of were able to tweak Mm -hmm. him into the end of the movie uh, and kind of make it work. But I think one of the things The Last Jedi really succeeds at doing is taking those characters and realizing that you know they've been established and kind of giving them a meteor uh, personal set of challenges to go through and work through. Um, and I'd say all of the actors do an amazing job at kind of playing up those challenges or you know whatever they're going through. Uh, and like i said, say it, it makes the movie feel much more personal and uh, I even say relatable as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, everyone has an arc, and they have and it, it fits them. And I think Ryan Johnson kind of got down to the core of. And he said about this in the interviews, too, of like who the characters are uh, at their core and then kind of like peeled them back and then figured out, OK, well, based on these characters, what would be the biggest challenge for them to go through? And then, you know, makes them face that in this in this movie. And yet and he weaves it all together in a, in a, in a such a great way where, you know, the story flows very well. Um, it's it's two and a half hours exactly long. But I don't know. I, I didn't really feel like it dragged. Uh, at all um but he does a great job weaving everything together
1: let me pose this question to both of you well you and i've talked about a little bit brian this is the first time Mm -hmm. i've mentioned it i think to you um the movie like the movie is definitely longer than previous star wars movies and actually i think the one if there was one thing i would tell people before going into the movie is that it is going to be longer than you think it is
0: oh Um, not use the restroom
1: uh (laughs) definitely use the restroom before you start the movie
0: Um, (laughs)
1: But it almost, in many ways, felt felt to me kind of like a four act film, if that makes sense. Like, just as I th- thought we were approaching the kind of yeah. climax of the movie, I realized that there was almost like an entire another act that continued, and it yeah. it didn't feel odd to me. It was just like, you know, one of those things. If you're one of those a nervous bathroom user, you're like, oh, okay, we're getting close. Oh no, <laughs> never mind. Uh, I had the same kind of feeling. I, actually, it's a very same event, but like I remember uh, Return of the King. You know, Lord of the Rings, the third movie. Uh, where it's like oh cool we're it's like we're just about done and that's like nope there's another like half hour of you know important scenes that are going to go on um it's like and it's yeah i don't know I, despite you know the fact that it, there's it feels like there's another act and that it's the longest star movie yet you're right it is just it is very very well paced
2: um yeah. yeah i i don't think there's any wasted time no not I at think all it's really clean and is smart about the choices it makes and uses them well and i went in saying you know this is a big movie two and a half hours is a lot of time are they are they making the right choice on that and i am walking away confident in their choice absolutely
0: definitely definitely and um and that's that's even more interesting given that you know, they, they actually cut out 30 minutes of, of footage. The original, wow. the first cut of the film was three hours long, and Ryan Johnson said he actually cut out whole scenes, uh, oh. giant chunks of the movie that will be on the Blu-ray as, you know, those scenes. Um, so that, that's really exciting, uh, you know, the, and good that he was able to cut it down in, to basically that two and a half hours, because uh, three would probably have been a little long, as much as I would have loved to see what the, the, the pieces they cut out were.
1: Yeah, there were, yeah. there was very little in the movie that I felt like could have been removed. Um, and there's very little that I feel like needed additional explanation or scenes to kind of make it make more sense. Uh, yeah, it is. It, I'll, I can't wait to see the Blu-ray and see what was cut and what they decide to keep, because it it really is a, a masterful job of kind of putting the film
2: together. Definitely, definitely. So so I think as as context for our screening that we had, um when we first got to the theater, the AC was blowing pretty strong, and we're mm. like, "Wow, that's that's kind of cold. I hope that lets up soon." Um, what we it learned, the movie, right? it it never changed. They they kept it going the whole movie, just like very strong winds that you could feel. And it's probably because I was up in the orchestra section, uh, or I'm um, balcony. Sorry, uh-huh. not not great at theater seating, <laughs> but uh, second half of the film. Uh, I was all the way on the end, so I wasn't surrounded by a bunch of people or protected from like temperatures. I'm sure that everybody else had a very comfortable time, mm-hmm. but our group that happened to be right on the end, I ended up sitting on my hands the second half of the film just to keep from like cold. shaking or like having my attention fully on how cold my hands had become. And this was wearing like a full suit, basically. Oh wow! Um, at no point did I want the movie to hurry up and end because i was so enjoying what the pacing was on it and what the like the direction i was i was willing to sit on my hands for the second half of the film to keep them warm and just be like yes have have that fourth act that you're referring yeah. to steven like go for right. it this is fine
0: yeah. wow that says a lot that says a lot um I, I i'm curious what what did you think of um you know the this film is a lot darker in many ways what what did you think of this of it Stephen? again without it's very hard because we're we're trying to dance around a lot of stuff but you know i think we're able to talk about this without um
1: you know they obviously people have been comparing this movie to empire strikes back from the beginning and empire strikes back is in many ways a very dark film Mm -hmm. uh i i would actually say i I think the last jedi is a little bit lighter in terms of uh the tone of the movie um but the i was i had something i was gonna lead into and now i'm blanking um i don't know but yeah it, like go ahead someone else it almost has right. a and i'd
0: love but to hear your thoughts brandon it almost has a it's it's like it feels a lot like empire strikes back but also kind of like return of the jedi and yeah and not yeah. in a not in a way that's like oh they're just copying it but it's it's completely it's it's so different enough that it, mm-hmm. it completely stands on its own but you can get a lot of the the thematic uh
2: similarities I,
0: yeah, just uh just on to that tone yeah. yeah, I was
2: I was going to say it's Empire Strikes Back, but they added Porgs <laughs> in terms of the tone <laughs> of the movie. That's yeah. not what the plot is. Oh, please, no. <laughs> but, Empire with Porgs? <laughs> or, but, yeah. The Porg Nation marked. It's if you had some Ewoks from Return of the Jedi in Empire Strikes Back to say, we're not shying from the drama, but also, like, we like... We like that there are adorable things in this universe.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's I think it's helpful. It, it, you know, it helps kind of balance. Um, you know, I think a big big one of the big one of the many themes in the in the movie is kind of like balance, right? You know, throughout yeah. all of Star Wars, and it kind of helps balance out the what? the darkness a bit.
1: One of it, one of the big themes I liked, and actually, this is what I was going to talk about, when I was thinking about tone, and then it completely <laughs> ran out my brain. <laughs> um, one of the things kind of Ryan Johnson talked about leading up into the film was that. Uh you know, The Force Awakens is in many ways about, about the myth and legend, and I'd almost say like the magic of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Ray as a character in The Force Awakens has the same reaction to Luke Skywalker that we all do. That little kind of giddy like, oh, Luke Skywalker? Like mm-hmm. he the man, the, the myth, the legend? Uh yeah. and The Last Jedi, a lot of its that. theming comes from, you know, great, Luke Skywalker is this huge person in the universe. What is it like when you actually meet him? and it's the mm-hmm. that kind of sense of like what happens when you meet your your heroes or your legends really pervades the entire film and i feel like it's not that's why it's not darker than the empire strikes back but it deals with a more grounded real version of the kind of the universe which i think fits it really really well
2: completely
0: yeah. completely agree and, and as you were saying it's not just you know ray and luke there there are other legends big and small in uh in the last jedi different characters who are well known and and who you know they they meet people and um you know in many ways they, they are you know these people's heroes and uh, you know they they may not be exactly what what they expect and so yeah. it's uh very very interesting uh and i thought they did a good job
1: and actually you know we are were- We were talking about uh, episode five and six, and obviously I think the one thing The Force Awakens gets a lot of flack for is the number of similarities it had to uh, episode four. And one of the things that fascinated me about this movie is there are so many moments that I, I I started to have a reaction like, oh, this is like that one scene that I've seen before. And then without fail, it did not go the way I thought it would. To borrow mm-hmm. Luke's line from the trailer. And the, the, <laughs> it was. It was one of those little delightful things where it's like, oh, I know. where. Oh, no, I don't know where you're going. Never. Oh, I never thought we were going there. OK, it was just I, they managed to subvert
0: yeah. your expectations every single time. It is
1: so good. It is one of the things I think that makes it so fascinating to watch.
2: Mm-hmm. It feels like it's very cleanly written. Like, and especially tying into those like core character themes and addressing what each of them are dealing with mm-hmm. no i I enjoyed this in a way that I don't think I've felt in terms of relation to the material at its core since maybe something from the original trilogy absolutely yeah and
0: and, and there's that 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 tension between the light and the dark throughout the whole movie as evidence in all the trailers and everything else. and you never really know. You know, what's going to happen throughout the the entire thing? It's always kind of keeping you on the edge of your, on, on your toes, on the edge of your seat. You don't really know what's going to happen. And I, I thought they did a, a great job with that. You know, it wasn't necessarily predictable. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I really enjoyed it.
1: That is, I'll say that is absolutely the case. There, there was very little in that movie that I was able to pre- uh, predict on a minute-to-minute basis because I, Ryan Johnson, almost every time proved me wrong. <laughs> it was
0: really good. <laughs> I, I have to ask both both of you. Oh, sorry. What did you guys think of the the newcomers? Because we get three main new characters um, in this movie, and again, without going into details, because we, we can't say a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Any any mm-hmm. thoughts on on the 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 three additions to the cast? I-
1: I'll let you start, Brian. Go ahead.
2: I really I really enjoyed all three of them. Um, yeah. So that, that's, they've they've exactly, learned.
1: That. So that's Rose. Rose Tico. Vice Admiral Holdo. Yeah. And uh, DJ.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rose was played by Kelly Marie Tran. Vice Admiral Holdo by Laura Dern. And DJ by Benicio Del Toro. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, and like... Uh, I, I'd heard of, uh, Kelly Marie Tran before because she's, you know, involved in the comedy scene here in Los Angeles, which, uh, I had some connections to, um, and like being able to see somebody that was coming from a space that is just, you know, like this familiar, Oh, from that unknown space into, uh, what someone who does have talent and is capable of, but hasn't had the opportunity, uh, being given that chance and the structure that, um, you know, Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams have created in how they've directed these two films. It's really impressive Mm -hmm. Um, because, because it is just like helping someone develop and giving them an opportunity like that. And, um, or uh, in DJ's case, taking somebody who's well known and um, having them get a really I guess I can't say what the role is, but a role that (laughs) I certainly enjoyed watching. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if this is what Star Wars is turning into, is successfully bringing people into roles that are exciting to watch on the screen, regardless of if they're known or unknown, I am fine with this becoming a trend in the series.
0: Stephen any, any any thoughts or
1: No I that was exactly what I would say as well. I they all they all delivered exactly what I would have hoped from them.
0: They did. And I I think I think Rose uh played by Kelly Marie Tran is going to be a, a instant fan favorite and um and Vice Admiral Holdo really uh surprised me. She was uh you know we we saw her uh much younger in Leia Princess of Alderaan the book. And um Uh, You know, and as we learn in that book, she's good friends with Leia. And I I really liked her dynamic uh, in this one, uh, in in this movie. And it was, um, you know, without saying too much, obviously, we know that she is a she's, you know, one of the leaders of the resistance. And uh, I really like the um, the arc they gave her. um, But we can't really say too much about about DJ, uh, you know, as as evidenced by the lack of of really anything (laughs) about him. In the yeah. length of the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say,
1: it, it's, it's hard to talk about almost any of these characters just because they're new. And like, yeah, anything we say about them almost is over the line of being too spoilery. So yeah. They're all worth watching the movie for, I yeah. would certainly say. And they're, they're a
0: great addition to an already fantastic cast. I mean, everyone we you, you love from The Force Awakens returns uh, in this one. And, you know, I think as we were saying at the beginning, really... They get a great arc. They have fantastic acting, um, and, and so I, it, you know, Ryan I, basically gave everyone their their due.
1: I, so I don't think this crosses into spoilery territory. But if you had to pick, no, no, just, <laughs> if, if I'm wrong, feel free to okay. just tell me. But if you guys had to pick, you know, one or two of the characters in the movie as kind of the standout actors uh, or actresses of the movie, who would you pick?
2: Man, I'm I'm not even sure if I can say without it being spoilery, because it puts such expectations yeah, on what each individual character, their significance. But, in it, the story. Yeah, but it could even
0: be a small part that, you know, is just just so good. I think I think for my yeah. for my part, uh, well, while I you think for my part, I, I think I I'm going to have to pick Mark Hamill. Right. And that might seem like the yeah. obvious answer, but, yeah. you know. In The Force Awakens, we didn't hear him say a line of dialogue. He appears at the very end of the movie. He's completely silent. You know, he liked the joke that he was speechless. Uh, Mark, you know, Mark Hamill, uh, when he read the script, um, literally speechless. <laughs> uh, and so, like, it, it kind of feels like coming home to to see another Star Wars movie with, you know, him as the, you know, the the the, the main uh, lead uh, for the film you know the the main um, you, know, uh, you know male lead aside uh, you know um, uh, Daisy really is Ray and it you know hearing him talk again Luke is you know he he might be different than what we are used to you know I think it, it, that that's no secret well, we um, haven't seen him
1: in 30 years
0: right exactly he's, but, he's changed right of, of course he must change actually, in 30 years I, now how I, much he changes will we'll leave for the movie but you know, could be a little bit could be a lot. Yes,
1: yes. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think for my part, uh, I think Adam Driver has really grown into the role of Kylo uh, in a really mm-hmm. fantastic way. Um, I think there was a lot of uh, uncertainty uh, after the Force Awakens and division on you know how well does does how how much do people actually like the character of Kylo Ren? And I think the Last Jedi does a lot with a character that really. I don't I don't I, I'm just gonna want to sort of like solidifies him in my mind as kind of a a true mm-hmm. true. I'm just gonna say a truly important person in uh the Star Wars universe. Like in terms of in
0: yeah. gravitas- and I, I, I I liked him a lot more in not, not that I didn't like him in The Force Awakens, but I thought he did a very, yeah. very good job in in this one. Um yeah. Brian, do you have a favorite
2: I... I'm probably going to say in relation to the motivations leading up to finding Luke and where that kicks off and resumes in this one, probably Ray. Like you have the, you have this character that Mark Hamill is bringing um, that, you know, there's again, playing off that like myth and legend and confronting um, or reaching or whatever non-spoilery word there is for the arrival. That is the starting point of the movie. Like, there's a lot that comes into that mm-hmm. and everything that follows and her, she is our relation to that as well as her own character. And that's, I'm I've been very impressed by, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the energy that's felt there, mm-hmm. the, the force at work.
0: <laughs> I totally. Agree. She does a fantastic, absolutely fantastic job in, in this movie. And she was one of my favorite characters in, in the force awakens and continues to be yeah. The Last
2: Jedi, not BB-8. All right, interesting decision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, BB-8's off. Awesome. It's hard to pick a favorite. Let's be real. But... I,
2: I don't think it's hard to pick a favorite in Force Awakens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, mine, I think mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I mean, I just loved her enthusiasm in the in the Force Awakens, right? And and uh, yeah. her um, excitement about yeah. everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it just it fills the it filled the movie with so much you know exuberance that mm-hmm. um, it, it really makes it a joy to watch all the time
2: yeah I, I think Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Adam Driver in Force Awakens really like that's that's the core of that film yeah that's that energy there so and it's exciting to I, I mean we just they're on the screen again what could be better yeah
0: definitely
1: <laughs> it is I definitely had a surreal feeling, like I don't know why I didn't have this with Rogue One, uh, and I had it with The Force Awakens. But it was like as I was driving to the screening, I was like, "I'm about to see the eighth episode of Star Wars." <laughs> like, first of all, you know, Brian, when you and I met, uh, the idea that there was an eighth episode of Star Wars was absurd. <laughs> had it, had it crazy talk. And let's be real, I'm not sure at that point I mm-hmm. wanted to see a seven, eight, or nine because.
2: Like, uh, I would have yeah. enjoyed it, I'm sure, but there
1: there was a little bit more nervousness at the time, um, and that the the change we've had since then, uh, you know, there's I had a, all this expectation going into the movie, and then the movie delivered on it anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, For, yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> we've had a tentative relationship with it since the prequels happened, and. I think that's gone now. Like I
1: think every movie we've had thus far, you know, so The Force Awakens, it was a you know, god the trailers look really good. I hope they can I hope they can deliver. Mm-hmm. Rogue One was a this looks like kind of a weird concept for a Star Wars movie. I'll give it a chance. Uh I didn't have any of those kind mm-hmm. of all the nervousness I had about Episode 8 just was no was not there.
0: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think like I I was definitely I was definitely nervous around like what are they going to do with Luke, no, was... right? Because in a lot of the trailers they, they made him like he's going to be evil or, or 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 what's going on, and and so you know going into it I was definitely a little nervous. But what they did with his character um, ultimately felt right and it felt that's good, bad. and I think that's all I'm going to say. Um, but.
1: No, it's... When you think about it, you know this is a we we got to see Leia, we got to see Han in The Force Awakens, and they were both, uh, you know, very similar. I think to where we left them in Episode Six, and mm-hmm. just going into this movie, we know that Luke is different, and that's you know, Luke is one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. That is a mm-hmm. that is my a favorite. challenge. It's, you know, that's, that's fair. Like you know, and it, actually for you and I, William, like we read so much of Legends that uh, we had expectations on what Luke is supposed to be in this point of time. And the fact that it, I agree right. with, like they, what they, the way they treated his character and worked with him just feels right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Luke, Luke, I think my, my favorite characters in the saga are Jar Jar Binks. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's Luke. And, and this is not necessarily in order, but Luke, Obi-Wan and Yoda. They're my three favorite characters in all of star Wars. Um, and, and so, yeah, I I was definitely a little bit apprehensive about how they might be handling loop. But I think I think they did a a very good job uh, with with what they did. Yeah.
1: Um, Actually, the, the other thing I want to kind of talk about, which we haven't mentioned at all, is how uh, obviously we can't talk about it in detail. Um, uh-huh. But obviously, there's a lot of context to Carrie Fisher's performance of Princess Leia in this movie. And mm-hmm. in the same kind of vein, they, i think they really did do right by carrie fisher and Prin- princess Leia as a character um we haven't talked about her yet but she also does an excellent job throughout the film and you know is mm-hmm. the princess that we all know and love and it takes on an extra sort of bittersweetness yeah you know knowing that
0: she's not with us this anymore. is
1: that she's not with yeah. us anymore
0: yeah yeah,
2: yeah. it's uh she, yeah yeah sorry red I I was going to divert a little bit, so go for it.
0: Oh, I so I I guess just to wrap that 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 part up, I think um, I think Carrie Fisher did a a masterful job. And there are definitely points where, you know, when you 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 see the movie now and knowing what's happened since they finished filming, it kind of like hits you like, wow, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when we had the introduction before the movie, um, Ryan Johnson, John Williams, um, and, uh, a couple others were on stage to, uh, introduce the main cast. Um, and so that concluded with John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and Mark Hamill coming out on stage. And that was the moment when Ryan Johnson switched to talking about, you know, how hard it was to be here tonight without Carrie Um, but in that he highlighted, you know, she wouldn't want this to turn into, uh, like a sad tribute and ruin the evening. Uh, and so he concluded by saying, uh, so let's have a blast tonight for Carrie. Um, and, and I, and that was, I think like the best introduction that he could give on her behalf for the film in terms of like, how do we, how do we make sure that we bring what she wanted here? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that really came through in the film also.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um of course we got there's there's all sorts of uh you know fun locations we got um in, in this uh, in this movie. Uh any thoughts on the Casino World Canto Bite which we saw in a lot of the trailers and there's the book um cool. that just came out.
1: I I'm trying to think actually. Uh yeah.
0: just just
1: spoilers yeah, I, that are cool.
0: I'm
1: actually glad you <laughs> don't did, say those. There's a moment where my I'm brain like, stopped and was like, oh, wait, don't, no, stop, stop, stop. Uh,
2: yeah. I'll, but yeah, I'll, I'll just, no, I'll
1: mean, generically yeah. say that all of the new locations that we see uh, and the ones that we've seen already in trailers, like Crate and uh, Canto Biter, are, you know, fascinating mm-hmm. additions to the Star Wars world. Um, Canto Biter, especially, I actually agree, is. Uh, you know, they talked about it as this is we wanted to do a high class cantina sequence. And I think they do it
0: justice. I'll yeah. be honest. I In some of the early photos we got of, from Canto by I was a little worried that they might be a little bit too glitzy and Star Wars. But they did. a Every location just felt true to Star Wars. And I think the everything, the production design, the effects, the sound, everything, every single part of this was just top-notch the cinematography was beautiful some of those shots were uh you know unreal
1: um the shots were great the music was fantastic yes
0: although on on that note um the one thing i I noticed about the last jedi and it's the same thing that happened to me with the force awakens and even rogue one as well which is interesting like in the prequels i i love the star wars i love the star wars soundtracks and in the prequels they always like jumped out at me um and I don't really I I think because they had those like main, huge like themes that were just so iconic you know Battle of the Heroes Anakin versus Obi Wan yeah. that kind of stuff right yeah. Duel of the Fates uh, the Force Awakens didn't really have that it had race theme and I love race yeah. theme but race theme didn't grow on me till after I saw the movie and listened to the soundtracks a couple times then it started really good and then now I absolutely love race theme right but it took a little while it was more of a slow burn. Um Rogue One that was very similar in that regard there wasn't one main theme that just hit me right off the bat but the more I listened to it the more I loved the soundtrack. Um I think the same thing is is here as well. There wasn't a cue that just like stood out to me but John Williams did an excellent job, you know, reusing a lot of the cues from the Force Awakens and from, you know, the other films in the saga. Yeah. And um, I'm looking forward to putting the soundtrack on repeat starting Friday.
1: I know, yeah. William. You said your your biggest regret is with seeing the early screening was that you couldn't listen to the soundtrack on the way home. <laughs> yes, although in this case,
0: I put on the Force Awakens soundtrack and it made me feel a little bit more at home. Um, at the start, at least. But no, that's kind of my tradition. You know, you drive home from the theater and you put on the soundtrack, uh, especially for, for for Star Wars. Um, Just fade in it. and
2: out, Ray's theme, as you have some other music playing. <laughs> exactly. And, uh...
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the only downside about Star Wars coming out during Christmas is like. I'm like, okay, I'll listen to Christmas music up until Star Wars comes out, and then it's all Star Wars for the rest of the year. <laughs>
1: I, I don't see any problem with this whatsoever. Uh,
0: neither, neither do I. <laughs> but, uh, uh, any, any thoughts, Brian, on the yeah, production itself?
2: It reminded me of um, uh, Return of the Jedi, how it was like highlighting the relationships of the characters through the music. Oh, um, yeah. Where it was, you know the themes now, now let's play with them to create that atmosphere. And it was Great, yeah, it's John Williams. You know, it, <laughs> we're not to downplay wrong, right? John Williams. That's just to say, I I don't think I can say more on that that doesn't already exist in his legacy. So,
1: you know, John Williams fairly well known, I think, by, in some circles at least as a decent composer for movies. Uh, and you know, this is just certainly more of the same. He's only
0: the oxygen of Star Wars. Oh gosh, <laughs> no pressure. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, I mean, in the same, no, this actually, you know, there is a lot riding on this movie for Ryan Johnson, uh, for John Williams, for all of the actors, new and old. No pressure, and they nailed it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Yeah, like on every count, I think they nailed it. I mean, no movie's perfect, right? But it was. I and I, you know, I think I, there's a little, you know, complaints you could have here or there, but they're very few and far between, honestly. I
1: mean, mm-hmm. it's one of the things where. You know, we we're certainly not going to cancel our midnight screenings, and we're not going to cancel <laughs> any of the other screenings in the opening weekend. Like it's,
0: you mean the midnight screening, and then the next morning screening, and that evening screening, and the one day after that, and the day after that, and the day after that. I wish a I was kidding. I'm not.
2: <laughs> I saw a three thirty in the morning screening was listed oh. for Thursday oh. night. That's people. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I know some theaters are doing oh. them around yep. the clock.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I guess the 631 just counts as tomorrow instead of Thursday night. <laughs> exactly. And that's why it wasn't listed. Yeah. Oh, man. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also,
1: well, Is yeah. there anything else we you think we need to cover for this, yeah. or do you think we've kind
0: of... No, you know, I... Yeah. I, I, anything else, Brian? I mean, I have a couple final thoughts, but that's that's about it.
2: I mean, I'm just having spoilers going through my head right now. Not so not, there's plenty to not cover now.
0: <laughs> there's so much for us to discuss this weekend, but um, we can't... Y-
1: well, so actually, you know, leading into the final thoughts. Uh, I don't think it's fair for us to give a Womp our traditional Womp Rat rating for the, uh, the Last Jedi before we can actually talk about the movie in depth. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking, maybe instead, let's just maybe a simple: uh, Do you want your Womp Rats to go and see it at all? What about that Womp Rat? You know, that doesn't like Star Wars. Should they go and see it?
0: In honor of the Last Jedi, I think it's should your porgs go see.
2: <laughs> uh, okay
1: uh you know what i will allow that for this episode and probably our spoiler review as well instead of torturing womp rats we should tort- torture Borgs instead
0: and now all i can see is like their cute like faces looking up at me as we th- consider torturing them and then no. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> for context yeah, yeah. for those of you who don't typically listen to our episodes it's just a recurring joke about what we do to the womp rats and it's usually something thematically related to to the content you know to the, the, the episode, uh, the, you know, or whatever, whatever the content is we're, we're reviewing. So maybe not, not always torture. Sometimes it can be very nice things that happen to these very, sometimes very rarely.
1: It can be course. very nice. things. <laughs> but would you guys, so, I mean, I think I know the answer to this question, but do you recommend <laughs> the last Jedi? I recommend the last Jedi. <laughs> Perfect. Brian, we're going to put that on the blu-ray. Um, <laughs> so
2: I think we're, I think we're good to go now. Brian Handy recommends no, I- the last Jedi.
0: I Yes I go, Brian?
2: Oh, I was gonna say I think it's not spoilery to say that this is the first since the original trilogy, I feel, well written Star Wars, like really well written that isn't conservative in its choices. And and that's I found that very rewarding. But maybe that's maybe that's an entirely different debate to be putting in no, at the wrong time actually, of the podcast. <laughs> it's
1: a better way of I think what I, one of the things I want to say earlier, which is just you know there was the Force Awakens as much as if I enjoy it, felt like a very safe film because you know, at the time you know there was it's one of those silly things. It's like they weren't sure people was there interest in Star Wars. We think so, but we've got some baggage that we need to deal with, and we are yeah. now at the point where they're like Star Wars is. They're, they're feeling pretty good. They they feel like they can do some things they haven't done before and not worry about, uh, you know, people not liking it. And I think the movie excels because of it.
2: I think they didn't have the audience's trust with Force Awakened and they safely decided to make sure that they got that first. And now they've said, we have that and it would be a disservice to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Now we need to make it what Star Wars really is capable of.
0: Exactly. because it was right after Disney had bought Lucasfilm. There's a lot of questions. I don't know if Lucas isn't at the helm anymore. It's been 10 years since the last movie. You know, I I love the prequels, but there there were some it had its critics. Right. And and, and there was that whole factor as well. And so you're right. They kind of had to basically make people feel at home with The Force Awakens. And now at The Last Jedi, they can start to do some new stuff, some exciting stuff. And I think. You know, the Last Jedi delivers on everything we've been waiting for over the last two years, and arguably yeah. the the three decades before oh. that as well. Uh, I think it has some of the most epic moments in Star Wars history at at times, and lots of great surprises. And so, I'm
1: Brian. You talked about this at the very beginning. Uh, obviously Disney felt strongly enough about you know the Last Jedi to give Ryan Johnson his own trilogy, and I think. Yeah. Perhaps the greatest praise I can see is after seeing the Last Jedi, I agree with them.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, and I can't so, yes.
0: see what he does when he has you know a blank the camera entire blank camera canvas. Camera. Yeah, yeah,
2: that'll be pretty cool. So yeah, go Porgs, go go see the movie. <laughs> Fly away. <laughs> oh, all right, and you guys too then. Yeah. I- I'll pro oh, porg
0: pro-porg 100%, which and, and, movie. <laughs> and pro word. movie. And pro movie. No, uh this is not a movie to be missed. And I, I mean a lot of people say yeah William you you love Star Wars so of course you're going to say that. But I mean they're know, right. If I didn't like the film, they are right, but if if they didn't <laughs> like the film I'd be honest, right? Um I would I, I might say oh hey it was good but not amazing right yeah. um but no i i, I thought they did a, a great job with this one and um i am looking forward to talking about all of the spoilers yes. on our <laughs> next episode because it is so hard not to talk about what happens right now so hard
1: i mean that's pretty much what's going to happen after we're done talking right we're going to cut off the recording and then immediately <laughs> go back to our <laughs> spoiler discussion because how could we not
0: Maybe what we'll do is we'll just hit record on it and then release it as like bonus content after our official spoiler review or something. Who knows? Who knows? But um, for now, uh, Brian, I want to thank you so much for, for joining us, having your first time on the show. And uh, it, was, it was great talking to you. Thanks for telling us all about the the red carpet premiere as well i'm so glad you're able to go attend that as, as, as much as i am uh, able to we're tell. also
2: glad you were able to attend it yes <laughs> you're not alone on that one <laughs> thank you guys for having me this has been fantastic
1: yeah so where can people find you if they want to reach out to you or find out about cool things that you do
2: oh boy uh i got a bunch of video games i made at brianhandy.com that's a that's a website with too many gifs on it um <laughs> Uh, and then I'm on Twitter at, uh, blinkstale. That's B L I N K S T A L E. Or you could, I guess you could use the search field and type Brian handy. That's a reasonable thing as opposed to my, (laughs) Oh gosh, I don't want to know how many years old username. I'm not going to think about that. Don't worry. My my
0: (laughs) name is from like when I was 11 and two, um, we'll, we'll link off to your profile in the, in the show notes. So.
2: You guys can all verify that I worked at Disney by seeing my pictures of Frozen early science. It's great. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. That's a different podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, awesome. Again, thanks yeah, for yeah. joining us. Yeah, it was yeah, thank you guys. Great having you on. And uh, I think we're uh, we're done with this episode. It, we we made it through without any spoilers. Thank goodness. And we will be back in a few days. Well,
1: except for that one thing that we you're going to cut, right?
0: Oh, yes, definitely that. No, that one, okay, happened.
1: good. No, no yeah. one heard anything. I'm
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who are paranoid, don't worry. We didn't actually say anything. Oh, that's true. Uh, but we will be back this weekend. Um, probably we're aiming for maybe Sunday. Right now, giving you guys the full weekend to 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 see the movie. And then we'll be back.
1: Also, to let us see it a couple more times, you know. So. Uh,
0: yes, exactly. And uh, and then uh, we'll be back with our full spoiler impressions, and we'll dive into all of the nitty gritty details. Um, who knows? It'll probably be a long episode, but we'll, we'll see what happens. What else is now? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, so enjoy. We'll talk to you guys after you all
2: see Star Wars Episode Eight: of Last Jedi. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your reviews will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. You can visit our website, IonCannonCast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at IonCannonCast.com. The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2017.